0: Okay, hello. So welcome to another episode of the About Me podcast. Um, Today I've got Tanya with me. Now I don't actually know how to introduce Tanya because I looked at your LinkedIn and I just think, oh my god, you have done so much. You speak five languages. You're the board director, um, founder. Um, So I will say the founder of Champion championing youth minds. Um, Just a disclaimer, we will be talking about mental health, chronic illnesses and pain. Um, So just a trigger warning for anyone who um, just find those topics quite challenging. Okay, so welcome Tanya. (laughs) Um, So I did a very poor introduction there. So how would you best introduce yourself?
1: Um, No, I think you did a great job. (laughs) Um, So I'm a final year student at LSE, but I'm the founder of Championing Youth Minds, which is a youth-led non-profit organisation where we empower young people to support other young people to really like look after their mental wellbeing. And then kind of just on the side, it's some disability advocacy and then some other mental health awareness stuff.
0: Okay so just that then. <laughs> As a final year student. Okay so let's start with you finding, championing youth minds. How did that come about?
1: Yeah so that came about in March this year so this was during the pandemic um, and Yes, during lockdown as well. I think it was the second lockdown and um, I'd been back at home from uni because obviously uni was online and um, I've obviously had my experiences with mental health struggles. But it was when I started seeing like my best friends struggle as well. And they kind of were saying like, oh, and, you know, I never really thought I would struggle with it and things like that. And it just kind of, I was on a walk one day and I was like, I really want to do something to raise better mental health awareness. Um, I've obviously had conversations with my friends, but I think there's kind of like that stigma and that shame that people don't want to have those conversations with like loved ones or friends or family. So I thought let's have like a safe space for young people to be able to share what they want to share, but for others to be able to take what they want to take from it anonymously. Um, and that's kind of, yeah, how Championing Youth Mind started.
0: Amazing. And you've said that you started this during lockdown, or well, one of the many that we've had. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of conversations have you sort of seen happening during lockdown? Because as you mentioned that you've had experience with mental health, but then pandemic hits and more and more people are talking about it did you see an increase of lots of students being a bit more open were there quite some common patterns if you like where people were anxious about the same things
1: Mm -hmm. I think I kept seeing and hearing a lot of people saying I don't feel like myself or um I'm not enjoying things anymore or have time for like a lot of things that I used to have time for and when you would kind of say oh you know how come like do you know why you're feeling like this there wouldn't be like a a reason behind it um and then it was people who maybe had they've never really gone through any kind of tragedy or anything like a big life event in their life so for them this was kind of the biggest change that they've had um and it was mostly like you know I've I never felt like this before, like I'm feeling like this now, like what is it, Um, am I changing or um, whatever but I think it was just in general like a lot of people not knowing how they felt or not being able to understand like that they were frustrated or feeling low and I think um, with kind of lockdown everyone wanted to really be productive despite being in lockdown and I think it formed this like culture of like um, not having time to like sit with your feelings or not having time to really like understand why you're feeling a certain way. Um, so that was kind of like the main trends I saw and it was just these conversations with everyone were kind of like echoing each other. And I think it got to a point where I couldn't have a conversation with any of my friends, which was like positive. It was kind of like from both sides, quite like heavy conversations, quite like I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling with that, I feel low. Um, and there's like a general kind of dissatisfaction with life and I think a lot of people would relate to that even like um people from the older generations that 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 was kind of a common theme um has been a common theme during the pandemic
0: yeah I think it's interesting when you talk about the productivity side I definitely felt that in business um and then I got ill so everyone around me had about 10 different side hustles. why oh, I'm doing all these courses. And if you're not, then you're lazy. And it, it shows you who you really are. And I was just like, wow, how has everyone got time for this? And, oh, I'm losing weight. I'm doing this. And I was like, yeah, no, I really am not enjoying this at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see that people were just like, yeah, I'm not being productive and it's getting me down. Um, what kind of stuff do you sort of have? with the charity do you have resources like what kind of stuff can people find
1: yeah so on the website we have like a directory to other charities and organizations so books apps um local charities national charities websites um so things that you can kind of like search and find yourself we have free downloadable resources which you can download for free from the website it's like posters Um, and just use them as you will, or just kind of take the content from them. Um, We have all our social media content. So a lot of it is like bite-sized information, which you can either save the graphics or you can kind of just like look at the information and take it as you will. Um, So we tried to put up as much kind of like useful information, but in bite-sized information, because I think not everyone wants to be able to digest such large amounts of information um and we're hoping to have like some more kind of like affirmation based resources because i think that's like a nice little thing that you can kind of implement in your daily life
0: yeah i think it's great that it's digestible Mm -hmm. because i think the thing with mental health it's brilliant that we're talking about it and i've seen the changes in the past like 10 years Mm -hmm. um where there's a lot available now and a lot of people do want to talk about mental health but it's like where do you start and what information do you get and where do you go if you are at your lowest or where do you go when you just need that pick me up in the morning Um, Mm and so it's interesting they've got all like the resources there and it's if you want to have a read of some of the longer content you can but you just need that you're scrolling on social media and you just go oh okay Mm -hmm. It, it might just be okay um what's the feedback sort of been um especially from the student
1: Mm -hmm. The feedback's been quite good I think I so I started this when I was in second year so I hadn't actually seen anyone until September of this year and it was like a lot of people who I'm friends with or just kind of random people like oh I'm really glad like you put stuff out there because it's important but like no one wants to lead the conversation and I think it's like about breaking those barriers and being I've had people say to me, oh, like, thanks for being the one taking it for the team, things like that, <laughs> um, which I'm obviously like more than happy to be that person. Um, but the feedback's been really good. I think a lot of people don't realise how much they need to hear certain things until they actually hear it. Um, and just kind of like redefining the idea of like self-care and like how easy it actually is. Um, and like sometimes it, all it is, is like you just need some positivity on your Instagram feed or something it's as simple as that um so overall the response has been really good and I think the response has also been around the fact that um it's important for older people to listen to what young people are going through and what they're dealing with um and kind of being able to communicate that just because life is hard as an adult doesn't mean that life isn't hard um as like a teenager or when you're in school so overall being quite positive
0: yeah that's amazing I just think me in uni. I was completely different I was very shy I used to hate public speaking it was my, one of my biggest fears and then I ended up making a living out of it mm-hmm. just to have a pandemic I just don't know who I would be because I'm a creative and I need to be outdoors
1: mm-hmm. and
0: to be locked up and then expected to be on zoom learning lectures and you're not bonding with your other sort of you know co- not colleagues but the other students and peers I would just be like ah, like in my own mind and I'm already an overthinker Um and I, I guess that comparison battle doesn't stop when you're an adult but especially as a young person and it was interesting listening to you speak at the Jordan um, legacy where you were just saying that it's actually hard for a young person like just because you're young you might not have a mortgage just yet but actually you're you're at that time where you're trying to find yourself but there's a pandemic and you're locked in so how yeah. would you actually do that um so that's been interesting something else that I wanted to ask so what are your sort of ambitions for the charity so you sort of started it off um what are the other plans that you have for that for it
1: yeah so the first I think the biggest plan is to officially register with the government so um <laughs> obviously good doing uni alongside I was like oh, I don't know like it's a lot of paperwork and things so that's exciting hopefully we'll get that done next year um collaboration with other organizations is something that worked really well um and I think that's something we definitely want to continue so we're partnering up with the gut stuff which is about gut health and mental health and um, which is quite interesting on the chronic health side of things of like how physical health is so interlinked with your mental health so got a few things coming up got some giveaways coming up which is exciting and I think what we really want to do is like we had the 10 week workshop program which was on zoom but we want to be able to do that in person this year well yeah. next year 2022 and um, so hopefully we'll be able to do that and um, really just find different mediums through which we can have these conversations so social media but also like I've been working with kind of policy, youth policy groups to kind of elevate that conversation. So, obviously, more kind of downloadable content, more social media content, but some more behind the scenes type of serious conversations with different organizations.
0: Amazing. Something else I wanted to touch upon, um, and you did in your talk again, um, we're both South Asian, <laughs> and we both speak about mental health and um, chronic um, illnesses, which we'll get onto. How was um, your experience? Because I'm sure we can compare notes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, as in being a South Asian, speaking about mental health.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: it's not an easy, it's not an easy thing to do. It's still not easy. I mean, it's been like four or five years at least of me trying to like navigate my mental health struggles. Um, and I think firstly, like it's so hard to even understand what you're dealing with. It's obviously hard for anyone, but I think knowing that like mental health is so stigmatized and so looked down upon, you don't even want to think about it. Yeah. Um, and I think with like family members, it kind of they want to find a reason. And I think for parents they feel responsible, you know, have we done something wrong? Um, or like, you know, compares to like their lives as immigrants coming to the country, their struggles are very different. Um, So it's been very difficult to kind of just like stand up and say, I feel bad. I don't know why I feel bad. Um, And I'm just going to validate my feelings the way it is, Um, which can be quite difficult, like trying to appreciate what you're dealing with when being constantly compared to kind of other situations. Um, And I think in general, like there's just so much stigma and like lack of understanding around what mental health actually is. Mm-hmm. That it's really hard to have these conversations because I mean I'm a very big like Bollywood fan. any mention of mental health in like um for example South Asian culture is very like this person's crazy like sectioned off from society type of thing yeah um, so there's not even like that representation either um, but yeah, how's your experience being?
0: <laughs> oh, I can write a book um I, I guess for me growing up like mental health, never educated about it, mm-hmm. watched a lot of films, TV, and it was almost like just in general, if you had a mental health problem or a challenge, you're in a stray jacket, you're there's something wrong with you, you're gonna do something bad. Mm-hmm. Um and I think I realised I was like clinically depressed when I went to the GP like ten years ago after graduating from uni. And they were like, Yeah, you are depressed and then I just got told uh, from people around me, it was almost like, just go be happy. You know, you didn't have to climb Everest to get to school and you've been given everything and you're in a Western country. So the comparison with the struggles, totally get that. Mm. I think a lot of people open up a bit more now. Um, I make TikTok videos, but then I, get, I do get certain people just going, why talk about it? why you know there's nothing wrong with you I'm like oh come on how come you're still talking about it and it's like it is a process to like understand your mind and I have had a lot of therapy and I still do and I don't think there's any shame in that. It's like I need to process and unlearn certain traumatic experiences, certain feelings, make sense of them and that's okay. Um but I know in our community, it can be a bit like we don't talk about these things, even if they are, you know, taking antidepressants, if they are feeling a certain way. It's almost like if we don't talk about it, it won't exist and we don't have to deal with it, Um, which can be challenging. But I mean, I'm fairly open about it now. Um, Mm -hmm. and, And I just say to people, don't tell me to be positive because the positivity, just I feel like there's some of the worst things that you can say to people, just smile. Like, yeah. well, if it was that easy, no one would be depressed. So, um, yeah, but I think the more people who speak about it and raise awareness, the easier it becomes for the other person, because I do get a lot of messages mm-hmm. from people saying, thank you, oh, but you look like the happiest person on earth on Instagram, I'm like, yeah. I would think that too, if I was like following me and looking at my Instagram pictures. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, in terms of chronic illnesses, you mentioned, so I didn't realise you had one until I saw you speak and you mentioned Mm it. Um, What's your experience been like?
1: um so I think the introduction to like health came from the chronic illnesses I was probably like 13 um and I just started having like pains in my body and my parents would be like have paracetamol like you'll be fine um I was always like the overachiever at school so they were like it's probably stress like you're probably pressuring yourself a bit Mm -hmm. too much the doctors would be like oh it's growing pains it's stress etc um, and it's only once it kept getting worse I think it was like when I was doing my A levels I ended up in a hospital and I think they they thought I had like a infection in my spine but at the time they didn't know that um I have connective tissue disorder so my joints move out of place quite a lot um and I think I had just overexerted myself and my hip had like dislocated partially um so, yeah, not great. Uh, but that was the first time when my parents were like, OK, yeah, there's definitely something seriously wrong. And I think for a lot of people and I think even more so for like in the South Asian community, no one wants to admit that there's something wrong. I think it's like once you admit that there's something wrong, then you've actually got something to deal with. Yeah. But if you ignore it, then it's like it's never happened. Like what you said. Um, and I think for me. Obviously, being like thirteen, not really knowing what's wrong with you, and then I remember like once I was in like GCSE age, um, A levels. I wouldn't do sport because like I couldn't do PE without like my my body hurting, and then it became like a comparison thing. Oh, am I like lacking because everyone else can do this and I can't? Um, and then also just being in denial of like, okay, I've always been this like well-rounded child for my parents now I'm stressing them out with these symptoms that have no explanation um is it in my head like am I really just like creating this for myself so a lot of different things and then it was going back and forth from like being kind to myself to being like no you know you're just being really sensitive um but thankfully my parents have been quite understanding and I think that maybe if I didn't have the parents I had I would have had uh, like a really bad journey with it um because they've always been like very empathetic and always tried they've always said like we can't understand but we'll try our best to do what we can um so yeah it's difficult and I think it's difficult because other people don't really get any education about chronic illness like I, I think you only really know anything about it if you're exposed to it either through a family member or a close friend or yourself yeah. um which is actually quite disheartening because you realize like wow most most people don't know anything about kind of like what it's like to have symptoms which are unexplained awaiting diagnosis um or just non-visible conditions which I'm glad like I have that perspective and I'm able to give other people that perspective but yeah it's definitely hard to navigate yourself especially when you're young as well because I think especially like as a South Asian there's a stigma of like well this notion of like if you're older and you're like at that age then like yeah you will have arthritis you will have diabetes um but not if you're young like there's either going to be something seriously wrong with you or you're just completely fine
0: yeah I completely understand and I just think wow at 13 I think I was like on my space but having to deal with um a chronic illness I don't know how I would have battled that because I was so insecure at that age anyway and I couldn't really handle it in my 30s <laughs> um but yeah so I have something called FND functional neurological disorder and fibromyalgia and the journey to a and E. I I literally thought I was dying I got there and they just went why do you keep dropping on the floor and I said great question my first time at A&E I've grown up very healthy and then they were like oh um well if you just stop yourself then that would be great then you can just go home, and I was like, "Oh, would love to do that." And you know, I was there, and my poor mum's was waiting out there as well. And they were just like, "Oh, you know, don't waste our time." And you just, um, you're just a bit stressed. That's all. It'll go away. And then I fought for an MRI scan, came back clear, and they said, "Well, you're fine. You'll be fine in three weeks. It's all right." And my mum was like, "Okay, then." And then I was like, "It's been over a year now, and I'm not fine." But I had to do a lot of research and join. Facebook groups with other like chronically ill people to go mm. oh it's not in my head and as you said I, I got to a point where I just said what's the point and am I am I making it up like is this actually something wrong because you know everyone's telling me I'm fine and I'm really not fine but maybe maybe I am making it up and you know, someone said to me, just go to a psych ward because that's where you belong. You're just making it up. I had, I've had falling, falling outs with people where they've just been like, how can you be ill for so long? I was like, it's long term. Mm-hmm. I know, just be positive and stop making it up. And people literally sending articles to me. And I always say, if it was someone with cancer and I'm really grateful I don't have it, you'd be running 5Ks, you'd be raising awareness. But because you can't see it, it's almost like prove to me how ill you are. And then it's kind of like, mm, is it that bad? It's getting a bit boring now. And I'm just like, um, so yeah, I, I guess like someone, someone came up to me and said, you're the girl from TikTok with FND. And I was like, yeah, but okay, I don't want to be labeled. But do you know what it is? No, it kind of, yeah, well, you, you kind of say a lot about it. And every video is about it. So I'm kind of getting it. But I was just like, even I didn't know that much about chronic illnesses. I had an understanding about Lyme's disease because Avril Lavigne's got it, and I'm a fan of hers. And, um, you know, there's like celebrities, but even they don't really talk about it as much. But um, yeah, there's a there's a real stigma around an invisible illness and um, the pain we go through as well.
1: Yeah, I think. I have fibromyalgia as well. I think fibromyalgia is probably one of the like nastiest conditions you can have because it affects literally everything and anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what people don't understand is like, just because something you can't see, it doesn't mean it doesn't affect literally every part of your body. Um, And then I think you find yourself like any symptom, like, is it this or is it something else? Uh, The blood tests come back fine or like just about okay. So it's like MRI scans come back fine. Mm -hmm it's just like yeah it's just so back and forth and I think like you said like some people will just never get it and it's better if they're just not in your life than
0: yeah. trying to explain it I think that that's something like I've had to go through a bit of a mourning process I was always the person who went out traveling on my own the adrenaline junkie the fitness freak and then I became bed bound and unable, unable to move and it was hard for people to sort of understand why that had happened mm-hmm. and that I wouldn't be going out as much and why can't I stay out as much and why is she moving around with her back a little bit Um, and explaining to people that I've had back pain for like nearly two years anyone else you know you'd be like oh my god get to the GP and this and that and you're in pain but when it's long term it's like all right you've had back pain for two years okay migraines every day oh you're dropping the floor oh you're just a bit tired well if you sleep earlier you'll be fine Mm -hmm. it's like Thanks for that. Yeah. And I, I guess I am a bit more. Yeah, I'm, I have an illness. You want to be in my life? Fine. But I can't fight for it anymore because I'm already fighting my symptoms in the morning and I don't know what I'm going to have. Um, is it back pain, migraine? You know, if the shower's too hot, it, it's going to feel like knife stabbing me. And people just really don't understand that. Um, and I, I think one of my neuro- neurologists said, there might be a cure in 50 years I was like I'm not sure I'd be around but thanks for that give me some hope um so yeah that's been pretty cool um yeah I think that's all I've I've got if there's anything else you want to
1: yeah I think um I think just going on about the kind of chronic illness point is like I think a lot of people don't realize that like people who have chronic health conditions like long-term health conditions that are literally like some of the strongest people you'll ever meet because like we have to get up every single day and go about our day like any other person but dealing with so much more and I think I've kind of faced this the kind of assumptions of like oh like she's gonna need help like oh yeah I'll be friends with her but then there's always gonna be times where I'm gonna need to like be there or like drop everything and be and it's just kind of like I think it's immaturity on other people's part um and I think it it is sometimes like just I think for other people they need to appreciate that like they're healthy but I think no one really appreciates like their health until it's not healthy anymore, um which obviously I'm guilty of as well but I think especially like being my age being around people who aren't fully mature yet having them be like oh you know like you're really boring you don't come out or like etc etc like it's one of those things that it gets to you but then you just kind of like learn not to deal with it and I think it's the same with like mental health as well as that people see you as someone who deals with so much already so it's like it's you at the end of the day right like it's fine if it's you because they've kind of like in their mind associate you with oh they can deal with this because they already have to deal with it
0: mm-hmm. and I think with
1: mental health it's the same thing but for me like With the pandemic, I started seeing people be like, oh, well, like, I understand you dealing with it because you've dealt with it before, but like, I didn't ever think I would deal with it. And I'm like, (laughs) backhanded compliment or something. But um, it kind of made me realize that like people really just dissociate themselves from certain struggles because they've never dealt with it before. But that doesn't mean that you're not going to deal with it. Um, And I think there's so much overlap between like chronic health and mental health. Which people don't realize and i think that's why when people have like depression or like anxiety they feel physical symptoms mm-hmm. i think that's where the greater education needs to be like i think with fibromyalgia like anxiety and depression can be a secondary condition or a symptom of um which i think is crazy if you think about it but a lot of people don't realize that these things are so closely interlinked
0: yeah and i think what you said absolutely about appreciating your health I was always like, yeah, I'm a healthy person. I'll hike five days and I'll do this and I'll do that. And it was just like, get up and walk 20,000 steps a day. Like no problem. And when that was taken away from me, I was like, I couldn't even get up the stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was days when my mum was like, nearly every day when my mum was spoon feeding me and clothing me. And when I tell people they're like, oh my God, you went through that. Oh my God. And I was like, I'm out of that sympathy stage and the pity party. Um And I had people say, well, no one will want you. And I'm like, thanks for that. Or, you know, thanks for that one. Um, Or, but you look fine though, but you look healthy. Like, is it really that bad? Come on. And I'm just like, thanks. I'll just walk around with a sign and prove to you how ill I am. Mm -hmm. And yeah, um, the thing with like fibromyalgia, especially like trauma sort of sits inside of you and you're stored in your body. and to be honest, if like you go through like chronic illnesses, to not have mental health challenges, I would be very surprised because yeah. it's a life changing event, no matter how old. Um, I mean, I'm now in my 30s and I'm like, I saw, I found it really like, not shameful, but I was embarrassed because I couldn't understand it and I didn't know how to explain it. And there was no pathway. So I was like, I don't know what I'm doing with this. like my life has changed and how do I tell people that's why I started making the TikTok videos I was just like if I just make these quick videos of do not say this to me (laughs) or anyone else don't tell us to be positive then maybe people will understand because it can be fatiguing and taking up your energy which we don't really have much Mm. of to explain the same thing over and over again um so now I'm just like not as phased by it but it did get to me at the start um so if you do have a chronic illness or invisible illness you are definitely strong Mm -hmm.
1: yeah I think people need to realize as well like people like yourself who are speaking out about it like it takes so much to be able to do that because mentally you have to get to that stage where like people you know people will say stuff to you and you just have to like ignore it um and I think a lot of people feel like this fear of like oh chronic chronically ill people, like friends or family or partners are gonna be like dependent on you. But the fact that like, like I said, you can go out and do everything with so much already. And then also have the courage to like speak out about it. I think we don't get enough credit for like how much we can actually do. And I think just because like, we don't fit that like stereotypical notion of like, I can work so many hours without needing a break. It doesn't mean that someone is not strong. Yeah, um, and I think so many people especially like I see with like my age group like this whole notion of like hustle culture and like productivity oh. like there's 24 hours in a day every hour has to count towards something like yeah. it's these type of things and like burnout that lead to chronic illnesses like CFS like chronic fatigue syndrome or like ME or like fibromyalgia like the onset of it can be like stress or trauma Mm-hmm. um And it's like if you, let's say, you're in your twenties and you're working crazy hours, like you don't know that one day you wake up and you'll now be dealing with all these symptoms because you let yourself burn out. And I think there's not enough like talk about it unless people have had that and have to speak about it. But it should be more like a preventative conversation as well, in my opinion.
0: I 100% agree. And I was in my twenties and I worked day and night and I would not stop because I just <laughs> wanted to get a certain place and you know breaks it and barriers and no one was going to tell me any different and um, mm. and then I did burn out and my body just said stop and I just I wasn't listening um, because I didn't want to be weak I had to be doing as much as I could because even when I commuted the hour commute I had to be productive because I was mm. like that's what we have to do if we want to make it and now I'm just like rest is so underrated and and I have to rest out like each day a bit longer um but yeah definitely definitely should be um more education and awareness around it and not just a tick box box exercise um where it's like oh you're made to feel guilty if you're not working non-stop and if you're leaving at 5 p.m no you don't really care about your um career do you and it's like oh my god um so yeah and where can people find out about um, your charity what would the link be
1: um so the website is www.championingyouthminds.com and all of our social media is championing youth Minds. so we have instagram facebook linkedin twitter um and then if not you can just connect on my personal ones And then you'll be able to find out about it. Um, So, yeah, we
0: try and be active on everything. (laughs) I know it can be difficult. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Okay, thank you so much for your time, it's been really interesting.